0: Good morning, everyone. This morning we'll be reading from uh, 2 Corinthians, starting in chapter 4, at verse 13, and reading through 5, verse 10. You can find that in the Blue Pew Bibles on page 1798. So 2 Corinthians 4, starting at verse 13. It is written, I believed, Therefore, I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly We are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now it is God who has made us for this very purpose and has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So, we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Do I need this thing? It's because it's right in my line of vision, so. (laughs) Well, um, we're in the time of year when a lot of people in Canada go live in the woods with bugs and, you know, mosquitoes and black flies and skunks, and raccoons, and the odd bear or two, and they say that they really like it. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to talk to Syrian refugees who have lived in tent cities for two, three, four years, you would get quite a different idea about living in a tent. <laughs> now, I know, you know, a lot of you, or a lot of us, we, we don't do tents anymore, we, we take trailers and we take fridges and microwaves and TVs and so on, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is, um, there's something about a tent that says, no, this is, this is not really home this is not a place that I want to live. Syrian refugees want to live in a solid building. They want to live in a house. Nobody wants to live in a tent forever. It just isn't right. The Apostle Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, well, he he has a bone to pick with the church because he has preached the gospel, the glory of, of Jesus Christ, and the glory of the good news of Christ has been revealed to him, and he has, he has spread it all over uh, what is today uh, Turkey and, and, and in Greece. But after he has been in a certain city, other people have come around and, you know, have preached something quite differently. And and the churches, especially the church in Corinth, began to think that Paul really wasn't much of a preacher. Was he really an apostle? Did he really bring the good news? Paul has suffered much because of the gospel, And, and that suffering is not only in his mind and his heart, but it's... It's in his legs, it's in his arms, it's all in his, in his body. He, he says, You know, I, I, I am really starting to feel decrepit and I'm wasting away because, because of my suffering. But then he makes the amazing statement we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now, I, you know, from what I can see from here, most of you are, you know, probably in good health, but, but really I don't know that. I can't look inside your body, and you can't look inside mine, but <laughs> it's, it's obvious that I'm decrepit because I can't stand up to preach, and I need a walker in order to walk. And in the congregational prayer, a number of people will refer to, you know, who are suffering from cancer, and it's not only cancer and heart disease and Alzheimer's, we suffer from living in a broken creation. All of us do. Whether we are seven or 70 or, you know, two or 102, all of us suffer because we live in a broken creation. But, says Paul, We do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed. Now, this this outward wasting away, as I said, is something that every person experiences. Now, we all fight it. We buy exercise machines, and there are potions and lotions and vitamins and pills that are supposed to make us stronger, better, living longer, etc., etc., etc. But the fact of the matter is that all of us here this morning, all of us, are going to die someday. Now, I know you don't want me to talk about that, but it is a fact, and it is reality outwardly this this body and as Paul talks about it later in chapter 5 this this tent that we live in it is it's wearing out about a month ago i was listening to a program on pbs and you know this is something i never knew but they said that You and I, as we sit here, there are more germs and viruses in and on our bodies than there are stars in the universe. <laughs> that is utterly, utterly astonishing. Now some of these bugs and viruses, you know, are, are good, but but many of them make, make us sick. It's It's something we we cannot escape. Ever since Adam and Eve rebelled against God in paradise, we have had to live with creaturely existence in a broken world. We have had to live with the reality that someday we are going to die. And so, outwardly, we are wasting away, says Paul. <laughs> but, thanks be to God, that's not all he says. He says, but inwardly, inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. That is, inside our hearts, our souls, we are being renewed and you know that is something too that is that is not not visible we can see our decrepitude <laughs> we can see that our bodies are wasting away and some of us can really feel it but this inward renewal of our hearts and lives having the holy spirit living in us and and having jesus christ as Lord and Savior, that's not not visible. But Paul says, but that very fact that we are being renewed means that our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Paul talks about light and momentary troubles. (laughs) Uh, If if you want to know about Paul's light and momentary troubles, you you should read chapter 11 uh, of this uh, this letter uh, when you get home this afternoon or, or this morning. Paul suffered because of the gospel, but it's, it's amazing that he calls them light and momentary troubles. That is to say, they're light because they are momentary. They won't last forever. Now, does he really know what he's talking about? I mean, if you suffer... If you suffer pain day after day, whether it is in, in your body or in your mind, whether it is the pain of a broken marriage or a broken family or terrible situations at work, not being able to get along with colleagues or colleagues, you know, giving you a hard time, that's painful. But Paul says that's, that's light. He says what we need to look for is that those pains and the reality of that pain is achieving for us a glory that is heavy. <laughs> now, notice the contrast between light and heavy. Uh, nobody in North America wants to be heavy, especially women. You know, we don't want to be heavy. <laughs> We're always concerned about our weight. And uh, I know there are many men who, you know, are that way too. But the word for glory in Hebrew is kavod. Kavod. And that word is very closely related to the word heavy. As you grow in glory and as you experience the glory of God, you are growing heavy, heavy in your soul, heavy in your spirit. You are growing In the wonder of the glory of God. And so Paul can go on to say, We know that the earthly tent we live in, if that is destroyed, we have a building from God. Those of us who have done tenting know that a tent is lightweight. But our homes, which are set on a solid foundation, they're solid and they're heavy. Abraham was called by God to leave his father's house and, 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 and to go to a place that God would show him. And the Bible tells us that Abraham was a man who, who lived in tents, And as he was living in tents, he was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. He wanted to be somewhere where there was a solid foundation. He didn't want to be living in a tent all the time. And Paul now says, when when our earthly tent, the earthly tent we live in, Is destroyed and he's talking about death here when our earthly tent our body is destroyed in death we have a building from God and it's not a temporary tent it's an eternal dwelling it has solid foundations it's built by God and it will be a great place and it is a safe place and it is a place where we will be forever with God. He says, surely in, in the meantime, you know, we, we, we groan in, in uh, Romans chapter 8. Paul talks about the fact that the whole creation is, is groaning we are groaning, and the Holy Spirit is groaning with us. We groan not in, 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 in hopelessness and despair, but we groan as, as a woman groans who is about to give birth to a child. That groaning is one of hope because she knows she knows and the women here who have given birth know that better than any man of course we don't know anything about that but when the child is born the groaning ceases when our earthly tent our temporary dwelling when that is destroyed we have a building from God, and we look forward. That's, that's what we groan for. We look, we look forward to, and, and, and Paul kind of mixes metaphors here. We, he says we, 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 we groan and we long to be clothed with our eternal dwelling. We want that building from God. We want to experience new life in Christ Jesus. We want to be done with this life of suffering and pain and sorrow. We want to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. We want to see Jesus in his glory. We want to see the Father In His glory and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we want to live for His glory. And God has, you know, He has fashioned us for this very purpose. And He has given us His Holy Spirit as a down payment for the house that we are going to get when we die. All of us know, all of us who have ever bought a house or a car, we know what a down payment is. You pay a certain amount of money and you tell the person, the car dealer or the realtor or the person you buy your home from, here is, you know, $10,000 and over the next 20 years I'll pay the rest. This is an assurance that what you Have put a down payment on will be yours in all its fullness. Someday, the Holy Spirit, who is part of the triune God, the Trinity, is working in our hearts in such a way that as our bodies, are wasting away as we are becoming more and more decrepit. Our hearts and our minds are being renewed and we are assured that we have a building from God. And yes, now as we live in this body this this temporary tent we are growing in weight, in glory until until death is swallowed up by life. I, I think all of us probably watch nature shows once in a while, and, you know, you see uh, sharks or crocodiles (laughs) swallowing whole animals, and it's a pretty awful thing. It's usually life is is being swallowed, you know, by by an animal that, that kills and and, and life is swallowed up by death. But when Jesus comes again, death will be swallowed up by life. And you and I, who have lived in this temporary tent, this, this body which is subject to decay, which is subject to destruction, We will one day, we will one day be clothed with a new body, a new dwelling, a heavenly dwelling, where, as the book of Revelation tells us so clearly, there will be no death, no mourning, no crying, and no more pain. For as John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming, coming down out of heaven from God. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with people. He will be their God and they will be his people. And this God is our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, I, I suspect that we spent a lot of time, you know, looking at our temporary dwelling. We spent a lot of money to keep it as fit as we possibly can, and, and, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, let us remember that what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. So let's not worry too much about our bodies. So you grow gray, so what? (laughs) You know, so your hair falls out, so what? That's temporary. Your soul, your heart is growing heavy. It's growing strong. And someday, God only knows when, but someday, all of us will stand or sit in the presence of God and. We will be in a new body which will never get cancer or heart disease or Alzheimer's or any other kind of sickness or trouble because we are living in the presence of God. And my brothers and sisters, that invisible glory is what is in us already now. And it is growing and growing and growing. Look for that. Let that be your comfort, your peace, and your joy. Let us pray. Sovereign Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are, for what you have done, and for what we know you will continue to do. Father, help us to look towards you, towards heaven, and to know that in Christ Jesus, we have been set free from sin and death and decay help us to realize that we have an eternal dwelling with You, that You have prepared a home for us. And Father, as we continue uh, to walk and live in this troubled world, may we not give way to hopelessness or despair, but may we live with hope and confidence that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he will see us through and that we will all one day appear before your throne. Thank you, Father. May we live in your grace and in your glory through Christ our Lord. Amen.